This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Ah, episode 36, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. We're back, yeah, after a little hiatus. Yes, indeed. But that's not because of me. I just want everybody to know. I know I've missed a few, but that, I was ready to go last week. Yeah, you know, it just sometimes <laughs> you just need a break. Well, that and we uh, had some things lined up that didn't pan out, so right. we had to wait another week, and that's okay. That happens. Well, we wanted to talk to Patrick Wu, uh, who is a Queen Anne's County High graduate. Right. And uh, he works for the Titans now. And, and the Titans drafted... Two local players, tight end Chiggy Oconco out of University of Maryland, and then Chance Campbell, who went to Maryland, later transferred to Ole Miss, and is from my alma mater at Calvert Hall. So, so a couple of local ties there, pretty cool. Yeah, Andy used to work for the Senior Bowl as well, right? And right. unfortunately, we'll never get him because he says he's not allowed, and uh, he'd have to ask permission. I asked him. You want to oh, do that? And okay. That uh, didn't seem like it was an option. Wow. So, okay. uh, unfortunately, he says, I'd love to join you. Sure. But we require permission now. So, okay. I guess he didn't want to shoot his shot. Yeah, I guess he's saving it for somebody bigger. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so, or it's just so much of an arduous task, they just yeah. decide it's not, not worth it right but, now. I mean, it is a pretty cool job, though, to think sure about it. Is. it. Sure it is. a local, you know, yeah. uh, down there, you know, Coaching with the Titans as a, as a recruiter, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he goes to all the uh, the days, you know, through the recruiting trail, and, and he's at the combine, and he's going to the you know the private workouts and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be pretty cool to talk to him, but uh, but yeah, so that's not going to happen. All but, right. Well, uh, we tried. Yeah, we, we tried. We did. Yeah. We we did. But uh, we do have a pretty cool show uh, for you today, uh, episode thirty six. We are going to get right to it. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. So I told you we had a jam-packed show. This portion of the broadcast sponsored by our friends at the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. This is Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And uh, we'll actually have three guests today, Mike. And uh, we're mm-hmm. going to get right off to it. Uh, coach Damian Ferragamo with us. I guess ex-coach, because, you know, he's hung up his coaching whistle. For the he's, moment. <laughs> he's, he's now broadcaster. Yeah. Damian Ferragamo. Hey there. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are doing fantastic. Thanks for taking time out of your uh, schedule without being paid for us to uh, talk to you uh, about uh, all the things going on. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I, I finally confirmed that Donnie Grave is now officially coaching at Ken Island High School, which blows me away. Yeah. And I never thought that I would see Grave in blue and silver. But I, I guess it's going to happen. 
you know, Ferragamo stepped away. He's going to join our broadcast team this year with Overtime Live. You know, Griffith left us and went back coaching. Is there a chance that you go back coaching and maybe end up at Queen Anne's or something? (laughs) There's a very little chance of that ever happening. Wait wait a minute. He said very little. That was not a 100% denial. (laughs) That's right. There's a chance we could see you in green. There's a wedding picture out there floating around somewhere. So... They, they would have to um, raise the taxes in Queen Anne's County quite a bit to have the money to bring me back there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but, well, Coach, we got to get your reaction to that quickly, though. I mean, that is that is something. I mean, there are certainly some players that I'm sure their jaw hasn't picked up yet from the ground. Oh, I, I, I had heard something about that, like a little rumor um, that wasn't confirmed a long time ago, and I thought nothing of it because, again, I just hadn't heard right. um you know, I hadn't been confirmed, but um, and this is the first time I've heard it since. But uh, that that's a great pickup for Ken Island High School. Uh, absolutely, I mean the guy's been coaching forever, and you know, kind of like, and, and the connection is so used to play under Donnie Grafe at Queen Anne's County High School because when Soph was so old when he was in school. There wasn't a Ken Island High School. That's right. <laughs> so he had to play. Oh, he had no choice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so that connection is there. So, but it just kind of surprised me that, you know, I, I guess you don't have to be a head coach. I mean, coach, you know how much time goes into being a head coach. Maybe an assistant coach, you don't have to spend as much time. Oh, that that's a hundred percent true. So now. Now he, he knows that as well. You know, he spent time as an assistant coach um, under me, and I spent time under him. The, the time commitment is, is definitely a, a lot less when you're an assistant, and the, the sport takes up less less space in your brain the, t- the 24 hours a day you're thinking about it when you're the head coach. Well, and Mark, you and I talked about this. I really felt that towards the end at Queen Anne's that Coach Grave alluded to the fact that it wasn't necessarily the season itself, but it was all that went into the offseason that was kind of wearing him down and that he had just didn't have what it took to put in 365 days. But as an assistant coach, after being out a couple of years, I could see this now, not at Ken Island, but I could see him in an assistant coaching role uh, with that. So that I mean, I think Mark, to your point, and then Coach, you know, Ferragamo, obviously backing it up. Uh, I can certainly understand that. But Coach, you have to admit, there's a million storylines now that he's doing this. I mean, and, and and that makes the war on the shore. Wow, does that add so much <laughs> at the end of the year to that one? Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a whole nother, like you said, it's a whole nother storyline, a whole nother element. Um, to what's already a fantastic high school rivalry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I text Sofanowski back on February 9th, and I asked him, did you pull Donnie Grafe out of retirement? <laughs> and I got crickets. I didn't hear from him again until May 2nd when he texted me to ask me to put his fiance's birthday on the air. And that's when I asked him again, so you have a Hall of Famer on your staff now. That's awesome. And he says, yes, sir, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Although he never confirmed the name, but well, I well, guess we, we yeah, all know. We yes, all know. yes, so, indeed. Because you know, yeah. just recently, Grafe was inducted into the Maryland Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah. So. yeah. And now Bobby Knox got inducted a few years back. I was actually at the University of Maryland during the, I think, the spring game right. when, that, uh, when that took place yeah, right. at so, halftime. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we brought you on today because we want to talk about uh, uh, the excitement of football. I mean, we, 
Mike and I love high school football, and uh, you know it, it's a very exciting time. And we've had some you know great guys joining us on the broadcast and what have you. Um, you know, Griffith was with us for the last two seasons, a spring and a and a fall season, and then he went back to coaching at Easton High School. So we needed to uh, have somebody else step up and and take the reins, so to speak. And uh, we we've somehow managed to convince you to join us on the broadcast because I think you have so much to bring and I'm looking forward to working with you. Oh, like I appreciate it, but the way I looked at it, like I, I was going to be going to high school football games on Friday already, you know, so so a chance to go do something, do something else. And it, it sounds interesting. sounds fun. Um, I can and help get you paid guys for along. It. Oh yeah. Get paid for it. I, I can, I can help uh, <laughs> actually call the game instead of blame stuff on officials. Like, uh, like you've done a <laughs> So uh, it should be a good time. So wait a minute. So, Coach, after all these Friday nights coaching over the years, your wife said it's okay for you to continue to go to games on Friday night after you step down for being head coach? I think she's a little afraid of me being home so much. She, she kind of pushed me out the door. Okay, that, then that makes total sense. Mike's a newlywed. He hasn't been married long enough to understand that women love to get rid of us after a while. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, we're not at that point yet. Yeah. You know, we're getting three-year anniversary tomorrow, Mark. Actually, today as this drops. So, yeah. Well, well, well yeah. congratulations. Yeah, but you're right. She's not there yet, but she will be. I'm sure. I'm sure soon. <laughs> He'll learn, won't he, Coach? Yeah. Absolutely, but uh, it does. It just it just sounds like a lot of fun, and I, and I you know I love high school football as well, and um, I think there's some. It's a very interesting year coming up in the Bayside, and I'm 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 excited to see how it's all going to play itself out. I think you're right, and we're going to start off with our season opener is Ken Island at Easton, which I think is going to be great because you have two coaches coming back. After retiring, called the Brett Favre Bowl. Yeah, uh. exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's it'll be a kickoff at uh, six o'clock. We'll hit the airwaves at five forty, and uh, with the Preston Ford game of the week, uh, we already know it's presented by Best Western Plus Easton for all seasons and Kona Ice, and it's also going to be our first Kona Ice tailgate on that night as well, where folks will be able to come out, get Kona Ice samples starting at 5 o'clock there at the high school. And it's just going to be a fun time and a party atmosphere. And I think it's going to be two great games. I mean, you're very familiar with what Ken Island has coming back. And and then I heard the other day when I was uh, uh, around Ken Island that uh, somebody's trying to get a kid to come over from across the bridge to play, like he's a real tall kid. I think to play cornerback or quarterback. I don't know uh, to to play for Cat Island as well. Oh, that's that, that's news to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, with 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 or without any additions, I mean, what a great game with with I think the, the teams you're going to see two of the best players in the Bayside um, in in Casey Heath and, and O'Connor over there at Easton. Um, you know, just just two great football players. You have coaches who've been there, and I think it's the people who should be coaching those high schools. Coach Sofanowski is Mr. Ken Island, and I'm excited to see what he does with the program on his second time around. Well, and contrasting styles as well. I mean, that's you know, you got the ground to pound and this against the spread attack there. Uh, but coach, I mean, you're going to have, and you, I know you joked about it a little bit, but um, ha- when do you think it's going to sink in when you're up there about the fact that you're in the booth calling a game as compared to being on the sideline, um, or has it already started to sink in for you now that you know you're not a part of the off season training activities? Well, like like you you talked about with, with Donnie was talking about the um, the off season. 
the spring has been glorious. Not having, not having <laughs> to rush over to weight training, not, you know, all, all that stuff that you don't realize how much time it takes so you don't do it and you have, you have all this extra time on your hands. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the good part about stepping down. Now, when it's Friday and teams are coming in, the bands are playing, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some feelings there, but uh, I'm still 100% comfortable with my decision. Glad I made it. Well, we're looking forward to having you in the booth all season long next year uh, for our Preston Ford Game of the Week. The first one, September 2nd, Ken Island at Easton, and uh, it should be a good one. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Anytime. Coach Damian Ferragamo with us here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. We've got more coming up. Hanging out with Bob Pino at an optical galleria with three locations in Centerville, West Ocean City, and in Easton. And, Bob, you guys have an exciting new sunglass line called Hook. Hook is designed by myself, Nikki, and since we're into the sport fishing and the polarized lenses, they are being formulated exactly for us to have performance on the water, great driving sunglasses, and super quality. It's just really nice to have your own product. I have a pair of hook glasses, and you're right. You get behind the wheel. They are very comfortable. It's just a nice-fitting, cool-looking sunglass that performs extremely well. Hook sunglasses available in all three in Optical Galleria locations where you get all sorts of different glasses for all sorts of different needs. Computer, night driving, fishing, motorcycle riding, sewing glasses, and we can make glasses specifically for that. At an Optical Galleria. Check them out online at eyesandart.net. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, and, of course, uh, make sure you check out ShoreSportsMD.com. We're coming up on to the, uh, uh, the the final stretch, I guess you could say, for high school sports in the, uh, uh, in the spring. And uh, we've got a lot of spring sports to talk about. We'll be talking to uh, Dan DeBronze coming up in, in a little while here um, on, on the program because – that he's at Titletown, but uh, our next guest will be Matt Griffith, who uh, has gone back to Easton High School, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk to him about something that we partnered with him to do coming up this summer, and uh, looking forward to talking more about that. But, man, we have so much to catch up on, I, I feel like. Um, uh, we, we talked about Kevin Luma um, a while back. We had him on the program, and then we talked about him with uh, Mitch Northam, who uh, released the book about yeah, the, high school basketball, which is now available. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yep, that's we, right. We shared the link on our uh, uh, on our Shore Sports Facebook page, so mm-hmm. you can check it out there and uh, order the book. And I know he's looking forward to getting that out there. But it was a uh, you know it was good to see that finally come to fruition, like he had projected. And uh, but Kevin Luma has announced that uh, he signed an agent and he's going into the draft. Which uh, I, I guess since he signed an agent, you're probably more knowledgeable about this than I am. Uh, does that forebode him from being able to come back? I, I believe it does. Yeah. Now you can you can test the waters uh, to a certain degree right. uh, by finding out 
And I believe that allows you to go to workouts and such with certain teams and get looked at. And then I believe the NBA can issue you a essentially a report card or a grade that's saying, okay, we project right. that you'll be a first round, a second round, or that you're not going to get drafted at all. And then based on that, you could decide whether or not you want to stay in the process, sign an agent, or decide to go back for college, which I think is a great thing sure. that, that that allotment is there. That wasn't always there. Before it was, hey, you, you go, you're done. You, you, there's no in-between ground. Either you sign with an agent and pursue it, or you don't. And so this way there's an in-between. Yeah, and of course the NFL draft happened uh, since we have last spoke, and uh, the Ravens, I think, had a great draft. On you know on its surface it did I always get a little nervous that everybody thinks they had a great draft and look as we know with these drafts not everybody is going to to pan out but sometimes that doesn't mean that they're going to just fade out after a year or two it could just mean that they don't live up to the billing of what round they were drafted in and look when the Ravens got two first round draft picks it's rare to get two gems like that chances are one of those two will not live up to expectations doesn't mean they can't still have a decent career I'm hoping for the best though you go back to '96. Again, that was a rarity with Ogden and Lewis um, panning out. But yes, I mean, I, you take a look. It, it's tough to beat up the Ravens too much with the value got at the picks that they got. Um, so yeah, I, I feel pretty good about things all in all. I know ultimately, though, pass rushes, folks are going to say, well, we still don't have that pass rush. Ojabo is not going to be ready until probably later in the year. Um, so that's the one thing they're just saying, well, where's the pass rush? But I still think that uh, they can make up for another areas. And if anything, hey, if you've got a good enough secondary, maybe you can overcome a lack of a pass rush. I think as far as the NFC is concerned, I think the Eagles had a great draft. I, I, I agree. And, yeah. and the defensive lineman they took with yeah. Jordan Davis out of Georgia was a player that the Ravens have said they would have gotten, and that's why the Eagles jumped one spot above them to get him. Uh, but I, I agree with you. And then they, they made the trade for A.J. Brown. And look, you give up a first and a fourth, but A.J. Brown's a proven commodity. Right. Those draft picks are, are totally unproven, so those are more than worth the draft picks there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think when you look at it, I'm pretty You'll happy. have to fill me in on the commanders because I, I, I'm not as uh, fossil with this. I'm happy with the commanders. I mean, I, we're, we either get players from the Carolina Panthers or Alabama. I mean, that's where our players come from. <laughs> they, you know? right, we did get Penn State. You yeah. know, um, and that Dotson, Dotson. Dotson was a very good college player. He, he lit Maryland up last year. Maryland, yeah. In the fourth quarter. And that's the thing. I mean, Maryland had done a decent job, and then they let him go, go, to, uh, go to town in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference there. Otherwise, Maryland would have beaten him for a second straight year. But, yeah, I, I think Dotson paired with McLaurin, I think that's a pretty solid duo there in addition to what you have. Um, I, you'll have to speak to the other players. Picking that they up got. Robinson, the running back out of Alabama, who's a bruiser, I think. I think he's going to be good. Um, you know, they they got um, Sam Howe uh, in the fifth round. Oh, right, the, know, quarterback, the quarterback at North, North Carolina. Carolina. Right. Not as much pressure being a fifth-round pick. Yeah, yeah, he can sit and learn for a little while, mm-hmm. and, and he'll have to. They got that uh, kid, Cole Turner, the 6'7 uh, tight end out of Nevada in the fifth round. That I, I'm impressed by him. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I still think our weakness was not addressed, and that's a middle linebacker. Okay. You know, and, and I would have loved to have Kyle Hamilton, but they didn't like that pick, I guess, and they let it go, mm-hmm. and the Ravens got him. So yeah. um, I think that's a good pickup for the Ravens, but, you know, I think we need another safety. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to. What about try. your O line? Did, did you need to improve there a little bit? We, we, got a, we picked up a couple of late, you know, uh, O line guys, and we just we didn't have. The depth anymore with you know losing flowers. And we picked up uh, the Ravens, picked up Moses. Yeah, and, and that's a, I think a good pickup for the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it'll be interesting seeing how it plays out. I'm looking forward to the 
schedule re- release uh, and what have you coming up on the 12th. Yeah, some and, games uh, internationally have been announced. I, I, yeah. I don't get why the NFL is so enamored with playing games overseas. Uh, I, I'll say this. Yeah, it's money. a it's a well, I, I, do they really get that much more money? I mean, the, the games have to be played anyway. OK, it's an acknowledgement that they have fans overseas and that's great and all that. But they're never going to have a team be full time over there. It just it, it no, nobody would go for that. So yeah. I, I don't know why they keep pushing that so much. But OK, that, for the fans that are in Germany and England, hey, to have those teams there. OK, but, the, you know, the teams hate it. Right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk to Matt Griffith next. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. This segment of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group is sponsored by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. So we spoke to Damian Ferragamo a little bit about him joining the broadcast, and we mentioned this guy's name in that, Matt Griffith. Back to the sidelines he goes as the head coach of Easton High School. He joins us now. Hi, Coach. Hey, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Mike's with us, too, by the way. Hey, Coach. Mike. So um, we wanted to have you on because um, we... Uh, at uh, Overtime Live and ShoreSportsMD.com have partnered with Easton High School uh, for a grand idea that I thought uh, that you came up with and asked, hey, you want to partner with us? And So tell us a little bit about what it is for those that don't know. So we're going to host <clears throat> the shootout on the shore for 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's going to be on July 23rd. Uh, we'll get games started depending on the number of teams that enroll either at 9 or 10 that morning. <clears throat> we have uh, six fields at Easton High School, um, the stadium field split in half, and then the two top fields that are in great condition. Uh, all new grass last year that we're going to be able to use to to host the the seven on seven tournament. And you know, we started looking and building our summer schedule for our tournaments and stuff, and noticed there was a big gap of really any tournaments that were local for us to be able to play in. And said, "What the heck? Let's uh, let's make it a day at Easton and, and have a little uh, fun on the shore." Yeah, July 23rd, the only date I was available in July. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Griffith asked us, because, hey, you want a partner? And, you know, we're raising money for our program. You're raising money for scholarships. And I said, sure, do I have to be there? And he said, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, we, we came up with the 23rd of July. Well, I'm glad you could do that, <laughs> yes, Mark. Yes, yeah. so me too. <laughs> well, you're not uh, touring college campuses on yeah. these guys. So, well, the touring part's done. All okay. right. So, uh, but no, so, Coach, this is, uh, I thought it was pretty cool because, you know, he said we'll have, you know, the the teams can put in, you know, players. And I was like, well, what about the big guys? You know, I'm a big guy. and I love, you know, I love linemen, right? So uh, Griff said, yeah, we can have a lineman's, you know, group as well. So we have the skill positions, Mm -hmm. and and that's one class. And then we have the linemen. The trenches. The guys in the trenches. Exactly. That's good. And, uh, you know, they have their own little tournament. Very integral. Yeah, Yeah. all part of this. I like that. We have a trophy for the winner of the 
in the trenches division. So uh, uh, if schools want to participate, and you know that's the biggest thing is trying to get the word out. And Griffith's got co- you know, connections all over you know the state of Maryland and Delaware. So I, I guess you've reached out to a bunch so far, right? I just started really, I guess it was about a week ago when we finalized all the details, just getting it out. I've had several schools contact me about interest in it. And, um, you know, I've had one or two Stephen Decatur's already in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked with uh, Cliff Donaldson, who's one of Al Waters' assistants at Queen Anne's, and he said that they're pretty sure they're open. They'll be there as well. <clears throat> Parkside, Coach Riley's reached out. And then we've had one or two schools from across the bridge reach out already. I, you know, I anticipate it's still early, yeah. um, you know, for, for sign-ups. But I anticipate we'll have somewhere between 8 and 16 teams, and nice. we'll be able to put on a, a, a good day, a good production of it. We'll have fun with it. You know, the fees are very low considering what some of the other places are charging for seven on seven. We're going to guarantee you four games. If it's a skill team, it's 250 bucks. If it's a lineman team, it's only $150. Um, I'm getting a lot of volunteers to help, uh, you know, make the day go smooth for us for refereeing and some other things. And, you know, an opportunity to maybe make a little bit of money for the football program and for, for the overtime live and uh, short sports scholarships and uh, have some fun with it. And then we don't have to drive nowhere. That was the best part. About it. <laughs> Absolutely. There'll be concessions there. Kona Ice is going to set up there as well, uh, donating uh, the, the, uh, the portion of their sales. Their proceeds are going back to scholarships. The uh, concession stand set up is operating to benefit the football program. So I think it's, so it's our preseason yeah. before the, the first game. Yeah. That's good. right there like in it. July. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, a month before, and, and Mike Bradley's going to be out there checking out people before he has to take off and run across the bridge to uh, host on the fan. But, uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's going to be a good thing, and uh, we're, we're glad to be a part of that. And that's something I, I think that we would like to try and be more involved in, in in the upcoming years. Maybe, you know, we've got the football, the seven-on-seven. Seven. I mm-hmm. think we'd like to try and be involved in a basketball tournament. You know, I've sure. done basketball, you know, the overtime live tournament and short sports tournament for years. We took off because of COVID, but, you know, maybe getting back into that and uh, maybe find a sport in the spring to do something like that as well, um, just to be involved and and try and help run a tournament and, you know, make it successful and raise money so that we can give money away to these high school senior athletes as they get ready to graduate. And, Coach, you know, something, and I brought this up with Mark in, in some of the previous podcasts that we've had. You know, I, I'm just seeing, and it's a great thing I'm seeing on social media, I made mention of the fact that I just, I see a lot of the programs in the Bayside continue to take that that next step uh, when it comes to improving off-season training activities, uh, bringing in speakers, um, you know, having coaches and company kids to colleges, having college coaches come in. And, and I think they're making us more aware of it as well, which is great. There's more um, of uh, of outreach to fans about year-round goings-on in these programs. But I think with your tournament, it just speaks to, hey, we can do things right here on the shore, and, but let's continue to make, uh, the, you know, of course, you know, Overtime Live and, and Shore Sports, you know, the, the foundation is football that we started with here. And I just think that making this more of a year-round thing in terms of the interest and the activities and fundraisers and all sorts of good things, I think it's outstanding. I think it's come a long way just in the last couple of years, even with COVID. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, this is just the beginning, and I think we're going to do it right, and we're going to get a lot of success and a lot of teams with it. And, you know, one of the things that I jotted down, and I I don't know if I even mentioned to Mark, is, you know, if this becomes big, 
Well, now we can create, you know, a little bit of a showcase for some kids, too, where we do a segment of the day and we create our own little combine Mm -hmm. where, you know, we do times, timed, uh, you know, running, time drills, different things. You want to show passing, you want to show catching, kind of go through the whole process. And we we could create a whole other avenue there for, you know, and then invite college coaches out as well at that time and do some different things. But, you know, I'm excited to be a part of it. I, you know, when I first called Mark, I was like, man, we got a, we got the platform to do it. You guys being as big as you guys are supporters on the shore, um, you know, with the connections, we should be able to make this work. And so far, so good. Like I said, still very early in the stages, but I think we're going to have a really good competitive day there, which is good. Um, you know, the uh, Under Armour, Ravens, Baltimore Touchdown Club used to host one on the shore every year. And they're they're not doing it this year. They're they're hosting both of them across the bridge, and uh, that was really the first kind of like, well, maybe we should try something and you know have that same kind of atmosphere and be able to create some some envi- uh, you know an environment for the kids that are on the shore to to get a little more experience before the season starts. Absolutely, and in, in, and I guess in a seven on seven, and they're they're enhancing their skills and and learning a little bit more as they go as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's. It's, you know, teams that like to throw the ball a little bit, <clears throat> you know, need to do those things because uh, that's part of uh, how, you, how you get your timing and stuff down throughout the summer and, you know, really get uh, honed in come the first day of practice to be able to do things and certain parts of your, your passing game are already established and in, so you don't have to spend time, you know, really teaching it and going over it again on day one. And, of course, as a, uh, you know, a skills coach, you know, each each game that you play of seven on seven, you're allowed one practice with your skills group. So, that's yeah, right. You know, so he's going to be guaranteed four games. That's four days of practice. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know how you think, Coach. <laughs> hey, man, you know that we're we're given the rules and we just play by them. So yeah. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna figure it out to make the best of it. And, and there's some talk. You know, there's some things that are out there. Uh, Miss Hoffman and I have discussed that. You know, there's uh, the state's looking at. You know, in kind of increasing the ability to do things in the off season because honestly, you know, the players are much better suited with the coaches right. than without the coaches. Right. And, you know, if you want to be able to run a camp and have your kids there, currently you can't, but I think in the very near future you're going to be able to do that. Um, it's one of the things they're looking at passing. So um, those types of things are only going to help make our kids better uh, on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, Matt, we talked about the fact that with football and just sports in general, no matter what it is, having that structure for the kids isn't just good for them during the season. It's good for them year-round. So some more progressive thinking concerning high schools in the state of Maryland with football or whatever sport it may be, I think is really, really important. And uh, that's something that I think the state's lag behind on. But you think about you know, how beneficial it is to these kids year-round. And so I'm with you 110%. And again, as I just mentioned, it seems to me that in a very quick period of time that we're seeing that programs in the Bayside, that they're starting to bring the level of what they do um, up to what we're seeing with Western Shore teams and and even private schools as well. Again, from social media uh, all the way down to, you know, whatever it may be, off-season training, you know, with the tournaments and such as we just talked about here, that they're really taking the next step. And I think that's good. And I think that you've seen maybe a couple programs kind of spark that. And now I think you've seen other programs start to pick up on that and run with it. And I hope that that is something that uh, really continues where, hey, you know, you make it as such where 
kids at these schools, that there's no reason for them to jump over to a private school in the Western Shore or something like that, or even another public school, uh, because they know that the programs are in here are really good. They're year-round. They've got good coaching. And they're going to take care of kids when it comes to getting looked at for college. Uh, absolutely. And, I, you know, I think the, the North Carolina kids are the ones that kind of crack the surface for everybody else. You know, there's always been one or two here or there, but when Jamie on Franklin and David Bailey got start getting their looks from major D1 schools, it kind of enhanced across, you know, the shore. You know, we're blessed to have, you know, Ryan O'Connor end up at Delaware, but we had a bunch of people coming in, um, you know, prior to that. I had a Jalen Money with some folks coming in, different things, and L.J. Flournoy. But, you know, we got Kevin now, and we've had more traction at our school with, uh, you know, D1 schools and, and colleges coming in to, to meet not only just him, to talk to him, but it's an opportunity to showcase the rest of your kids. And you know, I got a really good rapport with, you know, uh, Russ Proto down at Decatur, and we, we text each other, hey, so-and-so's coming. If they haven't scheduled, you know, I'm giving him a number and vice versa. And, you know, we're making sure we get them in our building so that they can meet other kids too, not just, you know, the one or two kids right off the bat. But it's, uh, it's definitely an advantage when you have those kids because, you know, uh, I don't know if you watched any of our Twitter and stuff, but we had, I think, uh, six, you know, top D1 schools just last week. Um, you know, in Easton, they're meeting our kids and, and different things. So it's great mm. stuff. Has Kevin made a decision yet? Because this is, he's a senior now, right? He'll be an upcoming senior. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. so he's still a junior. So, okay, so yeah, he's, but... got a, he's got another year to go. Okay, all right. He will. Yeah. Uh, he has not made a decision yet. I think he's kind of starting to narrow it down to a couple, and hopefully, you know, uh, I would be uh, very happy if he had that done before August. Well, I, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that nothing precludes him from making that decision before he starts a senior season. Correct. I mean, there's guys that do it all different times. Uh, I'm, I don't believe that there's a right or a wrong way. It's whatever's comfortable to that player and their mm-hmm. parents, um, you know, whatever they're, they're comfortable with. You know, in my situation, my son went away to play, and he, I got I got told 30 minutes from our car ride back from Frostburg, this is where I'm going. And it was something that, you know, his decision he made on his own. But you get that. When you visit the school, you've been there once or twice, and you have your conversations, you know if that's the fit where you want to be. And, you know, I think it's going to all fall into place for him. And, you know, congratulations to him for it. He's worked hard for it. And, you know, I'm going to try to take whatever I can out of it for, for one more year with him. Well, you might as well go ahead and take him on back down to Blacksburg and go to the coaches clinic down there because I think that's going to be his home. So Coach Pry and, uh, and uh, J.C. Price would love to have him. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Virginia Tech's definitely in the running, that's for sure. <laughs> so, Mark would love nothing better than to see that. Yeah. So, matter of fact, you got uh, you got uh, Coleman was down there as well. and uh, Bryson Coleman. Yeah, and Luke Murgott was down there, too. Yeah, the guys have been all over the place. I mean, yeah. I'm seeing – and, and, Coach, you just mentioned on Twitter. I mean, I, I'm not really on Twitter. I'm on Facebook because i got a million Facebook admin pages. But I'm seeing a lot of these schools – showing you know college coaches coming to campus or the players going to colleges themselves again i think it's great and it's not something that we've seen before but you're right a couple players maybe open the door to division one coaches eyes a little bit more about you know talent that's here and that certainly that certainly helps oh absolutely you know and and i was talking with my coaches the other day and we want to get to a point where you know we have that kind of foot traffic from the D2 and the D3 coaches as well. Yeah. Uh, before COVID, it was great. You know, you always got your local D3 guys coming in. You know, I've talked with Coach Fleetwood down in Salisbury already about a couple upcoming uh, players for this year. But we want to get that. You know, every school on the shore has, you know, somewhere between two to six guys that can go play college football at those levels every year guaranteed. And then you have 
every so often that cream of the crop that you know your, your d1 kids that pop in there and if you can get them on a regular basis visiting you um you, then then you're setting the foundation and the framework up and things are going to go good for your program well, listen, we appreciate you joining us today. We also appreciate you thinking of us when you wanted to put together your event for yeah. the flag football competition, because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be at Easton High School on the 23rd of July, and uh, you'll hear more about it uh, over the coming month and so, because we're about two months out now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, we'll be lining fields and talking about schedules and oh. doing all that good stuff and putting you to work. Well, the lining fields <laughs> part, they've got a machine out there that does all that, so we ain't got to worry about that. So yeah, my days of pushing chalk are over. So, <laughs> Griffin, so we'll, we'll have that covered. Yeah, well, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look forward to talking more about it in the coming days. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Mike, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Coach. Matt Griffith. We're looking forward to uh, calling his season opening game with Ken Island and uh, on the 2nd of September. Yeah, as we talked about, I, I joked about it being the Brett Favre Bowl, but uh, to see Coach Sofidowski and Coach Griffith back uh, where they belong, and uh, I think it's I think it's really cool. And you know, both have been well. Coach Griffith was only out, I guess, what was it, two, a couple years? Couple, okay, it was a couple years. And Coach Sof has has been on and off the sideline, so they, they both they're not that far removed. Right. I guess is the bottom line. But to to see them back on the sidelines is where they belong. Friday nights, the base side, it makes me feel better it makes you feel better because we talked about all of a sudden all these changes and maybe you know all these new coaches that were just you know, all this change that we're not you know, we're used to all these guys over the years that you know the the face of the Bayside may be changing and, and look that's going to happen but for us you know we're invested and we've gotten to know these coaches and they've been good to us you know we talk about coach McCormick but now this year all these guys are back you know and yeah. coach McCormick maybe just one more year but hey but he's back for one more year and that's great and, and with coach Griffith and Sofanowski <laughs> It's uh, certainly familiar territory. You know, Griffith wasn't away from the game long. I mean, hell, he was calling Easton's offense when he was in the tower with us <laughs> broadcasting the game. So, yeah, he was telling us what they were getting ready to run. So, you know. Well, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah, it was the same right. same offense. Yeah. I think he was. So. T- I think he was texting. Oh, you think you? Yeah, okay, I think well, he was calling the game. I, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I won't comment on that. I have no knowledge of that. So I'm I'm going to let you uh, sit over there. <laughs> this next segment brought to you by our friends at Four All. Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. So let's talk. Uh, we'll turn our attention before we... Uh, we're going to be talking to Dan DeBronze from Stephen Decatur coming up in just a little bit. But mm-hmm. before we get to that... Let's talk about Salisbury University. We'll go up a level, and uh, boy, when when I talk about Title Town at Salisbury at, uh, at Stephen Decatur, man, Salisbury getting it done on a lot of sports levels this year. Uh, they certainly have, and uh, both the men's and women's lacrosse teams winning the CDC Conference Tournament Championships over the weekend. The men defeated Christopher Newport 15-10 to to win their second straight conference title. The women defeated Christopher Newport 17-7, to and they're both going to the tournament. And for the men, it is their, and I'm just bringing this up here, it is their 33rd 
I just want to make sure it's her 33rd consecutive wow. qualification for the NCAA Division Three National Tournament, 39th overall. They're going to host the second and third rounds of the tournament starting this coming Saturday, and uh, they'll play the winner of the first-round matchup between Stockton and UMass Boston. Those two face off on Wednesday, so the men will play the winner of that game on Saturday at noon at Seagull Stadium. And then on Monday morning, because that was announced on Sunday, on Monday morning it was announced for the women that uh, they also they're in for how many years is it now if i can get my my email to work but it's uh, quite a while i think it's her 19th consecutive something around that right. but they're going to play the winner of the steven suny canton matchup and they'll be playing this coming weekend unfortunately my email is not uh, hmm. giving me the full screen here with it but uh, they had another outstanding year at 15 and 2 uh so the uh, su men and women continuing to uh, to dominate and you know the baseball team division three defending champs even though they're not number one in the country they they've still had a pretty good year all in all considering they had a mark on their back the women though uh excuse me the softball team unfortunately they looks like they lost in the cdc uh championship game uh to christopher newport 10 to 5 i'm looking here for the uh for the men's team but they the men's team will or excuse me the baseball team will get into the uh to the tournament as we know term, right for sure well yeah. the track and field team has done really well in the uh, ct uh, c2c outdoor championships as well uh cameron hasco um, won the javelin throw, and Travis Zimmerman won the hammer throw, both of those back-to-back uh, for seasons for them. Uh, for the girls, uh, Sydney Ruckel closed out her seagull career in heroic fashion, winning the restarted 10,000-meter run um, over 10 seconds better than her closest competitor. And uh, they ended up starting that race on Friday they were 8,000 of the 10,000 meters in when they had to call it for lightning. Mm. So they had to redo that race. Um, and uh, so she did well as well. And Heather Delaplane earned her first career individual conference championship in the 800-meter run uh, as well. So it was good to see um, you know those ladies do well. Uh, Alexandra uh, Jakubowski um, also won the gold medal with the javelin throw. So, you know, a lot of success there uh, for Salisbury University. Well, and just real quick, since there, the state school, uh, Maryland men's across number one overall, won the Big Ten regular season conference tournament championship. Uh, they're the number one seed going into the tournament. Uh, the women are the number two seed overall. They also won the Big Ten regular season a conference tournament championship. Kathy Reese, the women's head coach, winning her 300th with that win, had both wins over Rutgers. Uh, the men played on Saturday night. The women played on uh, Sunday afternoon. And one other, uh, just one other quick point, Mark, uh, to back to high school football, and I know this is next door at Delaware's Henlopen Conference, but I had him on my morning show Monday morning, and I'll have him on uh, Or by the time this drops, it would have been last night uh, in Baltimore, but Mike Frederick, uh, former defensive end uh, for the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, was in the 99 Super Bowl when Tennessee came up just short to St. Louis. Uh, he's been hired as Cape Henlopen's new high school football coach, and he's got a family that uh, used to teach at the school, and his uncle, Dave Frederick, was a longtime sports writer for the Cape Gazette. So that's a really big hire for Cape Henlopen. Uh, J.D. Mole, unfortunately, was there four or five years, and he was a graduate, but uh, just didn't, unfortunately, get the job done to, to the way that they had hoped. So they bring in Mike Frederick, who has some ties, and he grew up going to the Delaware Shore as a kid and all that. Uh, so he uh, he's a, he's a good, good get good get for that program, and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they could be in that 7-on-7. Seven seven. Yeah, yeah, they very well could be. Yeah. I mean, he'd love to get some more Delaware teams, he said. So um, that way 
it's not all Bayside. So yeah. Well, that, I'll, that uh, I'll, I'll text Coach Frederick and see. Yeah, you know, we'll send you a flyer. We'll get you a flyer yeah, so that's, you can spread the love a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, let's see. Chesapeake College, sticking with the college theme, uh, their baseball team is going to be playing in the playing game on Tuesday the 10th. Uh, today, if you're listening on the day it drops, and uh, uh, they're going to play the winner of the Allegheny-Garrett game, a, a game that Chesapeake should win uh, they've, they've done pretty well. I mean, they've lost sporadically through the year, but for the most part, entered the regular season 24 and 13 and 1, so not too bad. 17 and 9 in conference. So uh, the, the tournament's going to be going on in Catonsville. The softball hmm. team has had a strong year, too. They uh, finished the regular season 24 and 9. Uh, they were supposed to uh, uh, play. Uh, this past weekend, now they're playing um, Allegheny College in the Region 20 Division II first round. Uh, they did that on Monday uh, of this week, and if they win, they will advance uh, to the Final Four um, that's going to be held at Anne Arundel Community College as well. But just to give you an idea, when they played uh, um, the Allegheny Community College earlier this year, I think they spanked him, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, they did. It was 11-3 and 15-1. So, and a lot of local players playing on that Chesapeake College team uh, from the local high schools uh, for the softball team. I mean, you've got uh, uh, from uh, Washington, Macy Griffin. Um, you've got from Parkside, Kylie Capobianco. Um, and then North Carolina's Emily Darling is on the team. Colonel Richardson's Madison Covey. Uh, you've also got um, from Easton, uh, Olivia Brown, and from Mackenzie Willie from uh, Parkside. And then the twins from Colonel Richardson, Megan Stubbs and Cassidy Stubbs, also on that team. And they've all had strong years uh, for the Chesapeake College Skipjack softball team. So we'll be sure to follow along with them as well. And uh, we wish all of our local teams well as they um, partake in the uh, in the postseason. Yeah, so it's an it's exciting that time. time. It's that time. You got finals. You've got championship, or you got tournament games. Then uh, then the bigger uh, tournament games, uh, depending on what division you're in or uh, region, etc. So you're right. It is an exciting time, and hopefully the weather will will start to get some prolonged periods of warmth and all that 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 are conducive for spring sports. Oh my gosh, that that would be uh, nice. I mean, we had a bunch of rainouts on Friday and Saturday because of the the nor'easter that affected the Delmarva Peninsula. Yeah, I said this morning um, that you know, my gosh, just thankful that was not snow. Because uh, know, true, it was a little colder, late, oh, even yeah. a little late for our area to get snow. I, I don't know. I'm not mm. saying it's never happened before, right. but you know, April's one thing, May is another. Yeah. Concerning that, but my goodness, it was it was chilly and a lot of rain, and uh, and and that rain has uh, put this guy to work today. Dan DeBronz is with us. He is the athletic director at uh, Stephen Cater High School. You sound like you're out on the field, Coach. Yep, I'm uh, trying to get this field ready for a game today. Yeah, so, you know, that's the job as an AD. You know, you got so much to do, but let's talk about real quick. Thanks. Uh, this is Dan DeBronze, by the way, Stephen Decatur High School. Um, thanks for joining us. We wanted to have you on today because Decatur here in the spring sports is title town. I mean, my goodness. It is, uh, yeah, and it kind of carried over from the winter sports with the girls' basketball and the wrestling. But now here you are boys lacrosse, girls lacrosse, baseball, softball, and tennis, all South Bayside champions mm-hmm. in the spring. Yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty good spring down here in South. 
Yeah, I, um, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a whole lot left for you guys not to win, right? No. Nah, nah, uh, our, our teams uh, did well. They competed hard this spring. And uh, we have two games tonight up in the uh, one against Kent Island. Uh, the boys are playing Kent Island, and the girls are playing Queen Anne's at uh, 5 o'clock today. Yeah, so those both those games are at Kent Island High School. Kind of kind of funny how Queen Anne's is going to be representing the uh, North Bay side, even though they lost to Kent Island the other night, twelve eleven. But I think it's because Queen Anne's actually got in their games, and Kent Island was missing one. So right? yeah, I think mm. that's how it was. But uh, yeah, so anyway, um, so yeah, now Ken Island playing host to the boys lacrosse at seven tonight. The girls at uh, at five against Queen Anne's. Now Decatur lost both of those games in previous matchups early in this year back in April. So did this give them any more uh, information they can use to go against these two teams tonight? Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure everybody up there is aware that Ken Island they're. Uh, they're pretty darn good at boys across. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and they, they put a thumping on us pretty good uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 18-2. Um, I will say, yeah, I will say after that game, our, our boys put together a five-game win streak. And, uh, you know, even though they were clearly, you know, probably the better team, they, um, uh, you know, our guys responded well. Um, you know, our coach, uh, he, he didn't uh, – how should I say it nicely? <laughs> he was upset after that game. He, right. Yeah, he's been coaching here for a couple of years, but he's, uh, you know, he's from across the bridge. He's from the Annapolis area, and, and uh, he said that was probably the worst defeat of his life hmm. that night. So it didn't sit well with him. Um, you know, but I know both teams will be uh, prepared tonight, and they're going to go out and give it their best shot. Coach, as an athletic director overseeing so much success, and obviously the credit first and foremost goes to the players out there because they're the one performing and then the coaches are far behind. But, you know, I know as an athletic director, your job is to to make sure everything's running smoothly and to really set up a successful, as successful an environment for them as possible. So, I mean, you got to be beaming about something like this. I mean, this isn't often that you get all these teams to have that much success. Yeah, um, I had a, a a friend of mine who's also a coach uh, called me on Saturday and was congratulating me, and I, I was like, "Look, it's this isn't me. This is uh, this is our kids and our and our coaches and our community. You know, they've done a great job getting these guys ready and, and girls ready, and and um, you know, I, I'm not, you know, all I do is uh." <laughs> all I do is get the get the schedule straight and get the buses and uh, make sure we have practice fields and game fields ready. And um, you know, I'm not one to take credit for that, but I, I am proud of our what they've accomplished this, uh, this spring. Well, baseball team's done well. Softball team does well as well. I mean, the softball team's kind of surprising, wasn't it? Which team? The softball team. Uh, no, the, the, the softball team actually won. Won the Bayside Championship four years ago uh, when, when these seniors were freshmen. Okay. Um, so we knew coming into the season we were going to be pretty tough. Um, so we had, we had a really good group of seniors, and uh, we have a real strong group of freshmen right now, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, so may, maybe maybe some schools were sleeping on us a little bit. But uh, Queen Anne's did beat us uh, during the regular season. It was a, a pretty good game right. over, over down here in uh, Berlin. But um, now, where is that game being played tomorrow, the softball 
contest? Baseball and softball would be at the Parker Complex. Okay, at Henry Parker in Salisbury. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good to know. So yeah. while we're talking about all this, I think it's important to note, if you don't follow Stephen Decatur on Facebook, you need to do so. Uh, because nobody, there's not a school in the conference that broadcasts the games quite like Decatur does, home and away. And, yeah, I mean, my gosh, you guys do an amazing job with that. Yeah, again, I wish I could take uh, a lot of credit for that, but uh, that goes to my man David Dodson, who, uh, you know, who was with us during our Cambridge years, and, uh, you know, he's now employed down here in Worcester County. He, uh, he found a really good program, um, especially for baseball and softball. Um, and, and all those games are filmed, you know, with somebody's phone attached to the fence. Wow. You know, and, and, um, and then he found this other program called uh, iScore, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's almost like you're watching a, uh, a professional game almost. I and mean, it has the kid's name up there and their picture and their, their position and, you know, GPA. It has all that neat info on there. And, um, and of course, with that program, you know, our kids are, are able to go, you know, after the game and find highlights and, and tweak, you know, their hits or, or a nice play or, or whatever, you know, out to the, to the media and, and, you know, coach college coaches and, you know, whatnot. It's kind of like huddle for football and such. It is. Uh, we do, we, we have a huddle cam at our uh, stadium. So all our home events in the stadium are, they're always recorded and they're always live streamed to our YouTube page. And, um, and, and same as in our gymnasium, we have a huddle camera set up in there. So all our home events in the stadium and gym are always broadcast live on our YouTube page. Hmm. Unbelievable. But for baseball and softball, we're, we're able to do it for home and away games. Right. Uh, Coach, is there a common theme among all the teams that have had success this spring? Uh, I mean, whether it be that they're good from coming from behind or they're just dominant or uh, whatever it may be, um, you know, really good senior leadership. Is there something that kind of ties all these teams together that, that you've noticed uh, over the season? Um, well, I know one thing. I, we have some pretty good coaches over here at Stephen Decatur, and uh, we have great kids. Um, I don't know if there's a common theme. I mean, I know there's a lot of competitiveness within our school, so maybe each team tries out to each other. But sure, sure. There's a there's real there's a real good team uh, camaraderie, you know, within the school. You know, I don't think any team thinks they're better than another team. Uh, we get great support at a lot of our games. You know, the softball team comes over and watches baseball. Baseball watches them. Our, uh, our lacrosse teams, when they're not playing on the same day, try to support each other. Um, so it's 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 pretty neat over here. Talk with Dan DeBronze. He is the athletic director at Stephen Decatur High School in Berlin. And we'll let you get back to uh, getting the fields ready for today's continuation uh, game with Cape Henlopen. And, of course, the playoffs start later this month, or later this week, rather. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Yep, yep. Our girl. I just found out our girls lacrosse team will be playing at North Carolina on Friday oh. um, for a first round five thirty game, and our boys will get the winner of Parkside North Carolina. Okay. That'll be here on Friday, and yeah. that's going to be uh, that girls game. Uh, North Carolina beat Decatur earlier this year, and it was the first time that North Carolina had ever beaten. Really? Yeah, had ever wow. beaten Decatur in lacrosse and. 
They also really? turned yeah, and they also beat Ken Island this year, and it wow. was the first time they'd ever beaten Ken Island. Now you're talking girls or boys across? Girls, girls, girls across, across okay. from North Carolina, and they got Haley Chester back. Haley Chester had hip surgery back in February, and oh. thought that her high school season was over. Well, she got she was back for senior night. She got clearance and and got yeah. back wow. and played in the game uh, last uh, last week one night, uh, last Wednesday or Thursday night, and scored four goals and four assists <laughs> in her only game this year. Wow! So wow. yeah, so uh, so that'll be a good that'll be a good uh, playoff game. Uh, between Decatur and North Carolina. That's a lacrosse. podcast interview coming up. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, listen, we appreciate it. Best of luck to you all down there, and uh, we'll definitely be staying in touch. All right, guys. Thank you for the call. You Dan, got a coach. Thanks. Dan Brown's with us uh, at Titletown down there well, at, uh, at Decatur. Well, and don't forget as well the amount of athletes they have going to college yeah. on uh, on oh, scholarships it, it's yeah. it's a ton that they've that they put out there and look you know the man that has to be smiling the most outside of Dan DeBronze is Lou Taylor the superintendent yeah. because they have and I understand they have the resources but they've made the investment and it is really paying off at, at Decatur. Um, you know, I know certainly you know, they hope that Snow Hill uh, in in some areas can come up as well. But mm-hmm. you know, Decatur is uh, certainly thriving right now. But they've made the investment, they made the commitment, and if the sports sports complex comes to being, that's going to help the athletic department as a whole uh, as well. So they've uh, they've got things going. But I think that's a good thing because. I think that sparks other programs to say, "Well, wait a minute. We want to, we want to have that same kind of success as well. And, uh, and what do we have to do? What do we have to do to be there?" Well, and I think the important note in this, I mean, they're student athletes, and and while yes, the athletic programs are having success, they're also having success in the classroom. Yeah, they are. So yeah. you know, it's not just hey, come here and play sports because they're exceeding in the classrooms as well, and. I think they're getting it done. I mean, look at what Jake Coleman's done with that football group program. Bob Knox had been there for many years and did great things at Decatur High School. But we all know that the football program was, you know, fledgling for for the last several years. Yeah, for a number of different reasons. Yeah, and I think it was ju- it, it, it was time for a change, and you've got new blood, and you've got new things going on well, and, and you can more see the energy that that has been brought back to the program i mean yeah. there's more community involvement in the football program there's mm-hmm. more you know and I, I think that school's always had good support but i, I kind of feel like looking at it from afar the support is through the roof now not I, only from businesses agree. but also from the community yeah I, and i would agree with that and again that's something that we hope to see with all these all these schools all the athletic departments um, you know, look, I understand it's not easy to have everyone thriving all at the same time, and that may not be the case, but even if it's a couple that start to get on a consistent roll and that brings the community in together more, we're just really hoping for that, and that's part of what you know we're here doing is, is doing it for the kids and getting out the word, but for the programs, for the schools as a whole, and for the community, you know, because there's nothing like being able to go, and it doesn't just have to be Friday Night Lights. Mark, you talked about when we had uh, the St. Michael's baseball coach on, you know, it, Coach Femi, it could be about a Wednesday afternoon baseball game at, at four o'clock or four fifteen between St. Michael's and Colonel Richardson. You know, it, 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 during the spring, so it it doesn't just have to be Friday night lights. It, it could be a Friday night basketball game between you know the other you know, Ken Island and Queen Anne's basketball edition. So you guys get the point. You know? uh, absolutely, this 
final segment brought to you by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the midshore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. Man, we've run the gamut today. We started with Ferragamo, then we went to Griffith, then we wrapped up with the bronze. And uh, you know, just looking forward to football playoffs will start. I mean, high school football. High school spring sports playoffs start this coming week. And yes. uh, it's going to be interesting to see who rises above with the state championships coming up Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Now, when you guys were talking about games are being played, now we're recording this on a Monday, but Correct. this drops on a Tuesday. So does that apply or are we a day so off? So on, on Monday night, um, boys uh, lacrosse and girls lacrosse uh, Bayside Championship games will have been played on Monday night. Gotcha. So okay. uh, Tuesday, um, the baseball and softball Bayside championships are being played, and so is the tennis championships okay. being played. And as the well. baseball and softball in Salisbury at the Henry at Parker the Henry complex. Parker, yeah, and gotcha. baseball is going to be St. Michael's against Decatur. Softball is going to be Queen Anne's against Decatur. Okay. So, and the, the North Bayside title was was crazy. North Dorchester only needed to beat Colonel Richardson to win the North Bayside softball title. Colonel Richardson beat them 3-1. They had beaten them earlier in the year as well. But because Colonel Richardson had lost to St. Michael's, they couldn't win the North. It came down to if Queen Anne's won their game, then Queen Anne's would win by virtue of a tiebreaker because they ended up with a four-way tie Wow! for the North Bayside title. Wow. Now, fill me in just quickly. North Dorchester in softball, is that a program that's been good or did they exceed expectations? They've been a solid team. Okay, okay. But but this year, they rose above. And, you know, we can't mention North Dorchester softball without mentioning North Dorchester baseball. Mm -hmm. Last year, North Dorchester baseball won 10 games. This year, they're third in the North Bayside. They're like they're behind St. Michael's and Colonel Richardson. They're mm-hmm. like ten and seven, mm-hmm. you know. So a tip of the hat to them. That was pretty impressive. Dave Morissette did a nice job with that baseball team this year. Mm. So good stuff, you know. And, yeah. and I think this is wide open. This is a year wide open. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's what that's what you love, and we're seeing more of that. We talked about the Bayside last year, top to bottom in football. Mm-hmm. You know that that it was it, one of the best years that they, I think that they've had was was last season, and you know we're looking forward to this season and i think that may very well be the case this coming season as we kind of get an early early look at things yeah i I think you're spot on we're looking forward to continuing time out with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group thanks for listening please continue to share let folks know about it and uh, give it a listen also check out shoresportsmd.com we'll have new stuff coming there in the uh, coming days as well and we appreciate you spending your time with us anything you want to wrap up with uh, no, just best wishes to, to the teams in the playoffs. I know it's Bayside versus Bayside initially, but once they you know, get beyond that and play some of the teams outside of the Bayside, best wishes. But let's just hope for good weather, and uh, congrats to all those uh, who have won the regular season titles. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again coming up. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.